Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, band meeting. Brett. Yes. Jermaine. Also yes. Murray, present. Of course. Right. Oh, yes. Item one. If you don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V.I.G. Man, you guys were hilarious. Thanks. How come you don't have your own podcast? But we did years ago, but we couldn't get an audience. Yeah, we may as well have been on NBC. Hi, ho. Well, you know, things have changed. I mean, if you get on a podcast network, podcast can lead to a book deal, which can lead to a basic cable holding deal, which can lead to Hulu, which leads to Amazon, which leads to a Golden Globe speech where you're thanking the trans community. I like all of those things. Except Amazon. They gave Woody Allen a show and they wouldn't take my humidifier back. And now. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm about to really lose it. So I'm going to go to my office and masturbate. And when I come back, I'd love to hear some ideas. Our feature presentation. That is not what you want first thing. No. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Thursday morning, the 25th of October. I was thinking uh, yesterday we should have gotten the band back together because we're in a new building. Uh You think we got the room? I think, well, it's not just that we have the room, it's that we have neighbors who will be super annoyed. Oh, yeah, yeah, And that would be fun. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? Well, yeah, there's like a law office above us or something. (laughs) They're not chill for rock and roll at 5.30 in the morning. Um, So the the Mega Millions, we didn't win. No. But the Powerball was last night. Yeah. And Jensen, you have the numbers that we picked? I do, okay. yeah. Let me bring... These are the numbers that we gave out for people to win the lottery. Uh, And remember that this was not... It's an original attention. Right. Like, we thought that this was the uh, Mega Millions win. Right. But let's just go over it. Okay. Three. Yes, that's a match. Fifteen. No. Twenty-two. Yes, that's a match. Twenty-nine. No. Thirty-three. No. Nine. No. We got two. Two's pretty good. What, what do we is, get for what that? What does it mean? I think we... Like, like $10,000 or like... Uh, uh, maybe like a couple of other tickets? I don't think you I don't even it. think you get that. I don't think you win anything. <laughs> but but ha- how many times do you go in two or more numbers? I don't think I've done that in a very long time. I know time. that I haven't ever. Oh. You, I just keep looking at it and going, they're not. Why aren't they using the same numbers I'm using? None of them ever come up. Well, we hit two. <laughs> we got two uh, of them, roll, for God's you guys. Sake. Did anyone win the Powerball? I didn't see. I didn't see either. Oh. But if the Powerball moves up, right? we could always come up with more questions. More numbers? Yeah. Oh. I mean, questions in a sense of being like, why did you pick this? Oh, I see. Okay. Because yeah, I picked it because, obviously, Smash Mouth. Of course. That was my reason. And your reasoning behind that was? Uh, well, it, it all-star hit number one on, I believe, July 31st, 1999. I mm. added them up, and that was my question. 
makes sense. Yeah. I mean, does it? Yeah, it's solid. Yeah, because solid we were looking reasoning. for like personal reasons mm-hmm. that we love a number. What did you pick out? 33. 33. Yeah, because I um, was sent to school in Los Angeles as a child in a Larry Bird shirt so I could <laughs> learn to toughen up. Your parents hated yeah. you. Yeah, they, they didn't. Um, yeah. <laughs> they uh-huh. did not like you. <laughs> but then that Get became my number for um, every team I played on, every sports team. Okay. So 33. And mine was three, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, Captain, thank but, you. But again, we didn't uh, we didn't really win anything. But I feel like it's a it's progress, mm-hmm. as I've never won even matched one number before. I do like the idea that Mega Millions odds are one in three hundred two million, mm-hmm. and Powerball has has better chances. Do you guys want to hear it with that chance? Yes, please. Yeah. One in two hundred ninety two million. So wow. Yeah, pretty pretty a good. A lot better. Yeah, a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah. Doesn't look like there's a winner. All right. So if it rolls over, we're heading toward a billion dollars again. Going back. Now, do we hold off and hope that, like, there's no winner now in the next one and just wait for it to grow? Oh, absolutely. Or do we waste our time with the numbers on this one? I I say we still buy a ticket, but we don't put our heart into it. I see. Because, like, what a sucker. Like, $750 Don't want it. Who cares? Too small. Right? We so just gross. wait for the B. We wait for the billion. Pass. And yeah. then once it gets Ugh. to a billion, then we're in. We'll, we'll pick new numbers. Do we I, pick new numbers? We keep the same ones. No, we, I say, we I say two of them. I say new ones, and then when the old ones hit, we'll be furious. Okay. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great point, yes. All right. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? Nobody asked you, Kevin! Uh, get up on this with Jensen Carp. Yep. Jensen introduces us to new stuff that we may not be aware of yet. Yep. Music, apps, anything? Movies, Movies? Uh, podcasts. Mm. This week, it's Halloween theme. Oh, all right. Oh. Uh, Jensen also yesterday brought us on, uh, I found it on YouTube, he brought us Flute Fails. You know what this is, Allie? I was here for it. Mm-hmm. Yesterday? Two yeah. days ago. <laughs> okay, well, it was two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I was like, I'm, I'm losing it now. What if I was here yesterday and you just totally Right? Forgot. Didn't know the whole time. And then you were like, Jensen, who's Jensen? Right. Whoa. Oh, and it finally just happens. Yeah. And I don't know anyone and I just crawl out. And reveal you've been in a padded room for 30 years. <laughs> well, we're going to do that today. We're going to make our own. Yeah. Oh, Is no. why I bring that up. Oh, yes. Because okay. I, I feel like we're musicians. Yeah. You have a, like a recorder. You brought one in. Uh, yeah, we have one. Yes, Dave we have them delivered. Yeah. Oh, it's not like Sam's. It's not like a used one. No, okay. don't be ridiculous. Oh, okay. we do have an issue though. I, I think we only, we only have, have two, two recorders. So who gets to go first? Oh, <laughs> so gross. <laughs> I think everyone that was here yesterday goes first. Okay, that's right. my feeling. It feels mean <laughs> and triggering. Uh, we've got your passes for LA Comic Con. We've got R.J. Bell talking about week. Eight of the NFL. We've got a brand new internet roundup. We have uh, Adam Carolla, and in the six o'clock hour, we're going to talk to Joe Buck about the World Series. That's coming up. We'll take a break and come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Allie McKay, welcome back. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. Happy to have you. Happy to be here. Brad I Williams mean, did a great job. Yes, but, but also one of us got to see a concert, and the rest of us didn't. And that's, I mean, I know that you're happy to be here, but I also uh-huh. doubt what you're saying. I'm, I'm happy to be here today. Right. That's why I took yesterday off, because mm. I wanted to be happier not looking at my watch going, Bruno Mars, wrap it up. I got to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, it was Bruno Mars. Yeah. And Boys to Men opened. And Bruno Mars puts on a really great show, you guys. I know that's shocking. No, no, no. He I, is I... fantastic. 
Yeah, full band. Oh, his band, the yeah. Hooligans? Good Lord. The horn and the saxophone and the guitar and, you know, a band <laughs> with instruments. But I, I honestly was just shocked at how they're, like, playing full-blown instruments, dancing, jumping around. It was... That was really fun. Hmm. Really energetic. You did post something on your Instagram stories uh-huh. where he is gyrating. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, yeah. I'm a pessimist. Mm-hmm. I don't believe. I, I People would tell me this and I'd go, sure, whatever. It looks like he's pointing at you. He is. And gyrating and smiling. Yeah. Pointing at you? Pointing at me. No, there can't be anyone else. No, it's it's insane. How many people were there? It was sold out. Staples. At Staples, Staples Center. So. Yeah. But oh, if, 19, you, if you 20, go to my stories, uh-huh. he literally points right at me mm-hmm. and he tells me to move my move my hips. And, and then, then he's gyrating. And he's gyrating. So, all right, I'll just announce it now. I am pregnant <laughs> uh, <laughs> from the concert. You have a Bruno Mars baby. I have a little Bruno Mars. Yeah. Well, I mean, a, a Bruno Mars. Bruno <laughs> Mars. <laughs> a little redundant. Oh, we'd have the shortest kids. He is a delight. But yeah, mm-hmm. thank you for noticing that no I didn't want to point it out that Duty was singing right to me because people sound crazy yeah. when they say that. But if you look at the video. If you doubt the video, uh-huh. you can check it out at Allie McKay and it's M-A-C-K-A-Y. Yeah. And then you'll know that he's pointing at her and she's pregnant. Yeah. All of those things thank are true. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, you guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a really great night. That's all I'm saying. Woo! Getting a little boys to men. Yeah, you, you have to start smoking. It's weird. You're just, <laughs> now you're just chilling out. It's weird, yeah. right? All right, guys. Hey, Hunting of Hill House. They're yes. done with the cranes. If it comes back for a season two, which, let's be honest, yeah. it will. Absolutely. Netflix is The Haunting of Hill House, based on the novel by the same name, will have some key changes. Creator Mike Flanagan says he plans to expand the story, but without the Crane family, that's of course central to season one. Right. Don't you think he'd have to have someone else move into that house and weird stuff? I would think so. Yeah. 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 But with none of them? None of them. Well, <laughs> beat I don't it, know. Cranes. You think? I think he'd have them show up and be like, ooh, ooh. Why? Don't I'm here. here. I'm a crane. Ugh. Is that what they sound like? Yeah, I, mean, I haven't watched all the way through okay. yet. But, yeah, uh, but I think he nailed it. Yeah. It was very spooky. Hey, I'm song. a crane. Ugh. Yeah. That's their only <laughs> Not line. Not the bird, though. The human. <laughs> uh. Right. Okay. Jensen didn't didn't watch it no, no, really no. at all. I no, like. it's just the first one. But that's exciting news because God knows it's going to be renewed. That show just yeah. was gangbusters. I agreed. You guys, do you want to work for Madonna? Not really. Yeah, I never thought of it. Well, she has posted a job advertisement on the website Talent Private Staff. She is looking for a private chef to work in her London home, but they also have to be able to travel to Lisbon and her New York City properties. Here's the thing. You need to be suitable for the role and have knowledge of kosher cooking. You don't need to do like full-blown kosher cooking, but you need to know. That's a whole different thing. It's a whole different thing, and that includes a lot more money (laughs) and different cleaning techniques. I never Um, learned about kosher kinking in Hebrew school. No, not yet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You got to go to the late night classes. But um, you have to be familiar with the basic rules. So... She's, I mean, she's just like all of us, right? Like, I she mean, keeps kosher, but she's like, not really. Yeah, my chef has to travel to Libsyn. Yeah, no, I mean, it's yeah. all known stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. How much would you think she would uh, be paying you for that job? I mean, I would hope it would be 
At least a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. At very least. Yes. Okay. Um, it's between one hundred and ten thousand and one hundred and forty thousand dollars a year, which sounds like great money, but you're living in London, first of all, which right. is very expensive, and you're working for Madonna. Yeah, I don't feel like that would be a good work environment. I don't no. feel like it would be easy. Mm-mm. I don't, I don't think, think she'd be laid back. Chill. No. Like at all. I don't think so. No, that's not fun. I mean, it's an insane amount of money. Then you put all that together and you're like, not worth it. No. <laughs> but if, you, uh, if you're if you interested and you're a chef, I mean, contact her. I'm sure you could just tweet her. She'll probably hire you. Yeah. Did you notice Omar had a little spring to his step this morning? I did. Yeah. She's a little happier. Yeah. Because news came out that the situation is going to be able to spend some time at home during the holidays. Oh, that's He does great. not have to report to prison until January 15th. I mean, that's great news for Omar, who obviously loves the situation yeah. from Jersey Shore. Way he, uh, too much. Yeah. yeah. He, of course, was um, guilty of tax fraud. Mounting to nearly $9 million. So he will be going to prison, but it's going to be after January 15th. So I I think it's great. He can spend time at home with the family before going to the clink, the big house. Do courts usually do that just for regular people? I don't know. Oh, you know what? It's the holidays. Let's meet afterwards. Well, yeah. they don't think they're like a flight risk. Mid-January. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. That's true. Where would he go? Yeah. Right? Yeah, he's, he can't leave. Can't. Situation. Come on, the sit. Where's you know he gonna? Saying? Yeah, where's he gonna go? <laughs> Italy. Mean, Little Italy. Oh yeah. That's really good. <laughs> Got some birthdays for you. The voice of Bart Simpson, Nancy Cartwright, Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Katy Perry. Baby, you're a oh hey, Katy Perry. You go, girl. <laughs> So good. Ciara, who I believe opened for Bruno Mars last night. Yep. I mean, did I tell you about Bruno Mars? He did. Yeah, oh, like. Pregnant? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craig Robinson and Samantha B. Happy birthday, and that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Um, we have Joe Buck on to talk World Series. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. How are we? We are. We would be better had the first two games gone differently. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, you, you're seeing how good the Red Sox are, and I, I think that uh, over the next couple of games, I think it's uh, it's incumbent upon the uh, Dodgers to show the Red Sox how good the Dodgers are, and I guess we'll just see how it is when it gets back to Dodger Stadium, and it's more National League-style ball. They've got right-handed pitchers going, which is better for L.A., so we'll see, but uh, but Boston's good. They didn't win 108 games by accident. They're, they're a good team. Joe, why do you hate the Dodgers so much? <laughs> oh, God. Just, just put an end to it. Put an end to me. It's every year. It, it's... Uh, you know, it's an easily explained phenomenon, but right. when the local guys go and the national guys show up and you have to get excited for every moment, it's just a different sounding broadcast than Dodger fans or Boston fans are used to. But fill in the blank. I mean, it could be Seattle. It could mm-hmm. be Tampa. It could right. be Philly. It could be, you know, when you don't have a rooting interest like the local announcers have, and I, I've done both. I've, I've done the local stuff for the Cardinals. Uh, it sounds like you're for the other side because you have to get excited when the other side hits a home run. And then it doesn't sound even uh, 
that it sounds that much worse when you're in the other team's home stadium and they're winning. Right. Uh, there's really nothing you can do. So I can either just be as flat as a pancake <laughs> or uh, just kind of do my thing, and whoever thinks I'm rooting for the other side can think it. But well, it's fine. I... If, you, if you walked with me in into Fenway Park, uh-huh. Or out of Fenway Park, mm-hmm. uh, stuff that said to me about how much I love the Dodgers oh, and yeah. hate the Red Sox uh, would blow you away. Well, I, I look get forward in my way in and out. I look forward to saying for the next three games, why do you hate the Red Sox so much? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really look forward to that. Exactly, and it's going to sound that way. And then I'll come back to Boston, uh, provided the Dodgers play well in Dodger Stadium, and whatever hate, quote unquote, that I got in games one and two from the Red. Sox fans will be doubled. Yes. Joe, you, um, you've had this kind of reaction from sports fans pretty much your whole career. Was there a point when you said, maybe I am leaning one way or the other, I'm going to try and fix it and be as neutral as I can, or that was yeah, always happening? Yeah, was, I think, early, um, and, and I wasn't it wasn't I was guilty of it. It was that, you know, oh, that, that sounded really excited when the guy just hit a grand slam. It's kind of, that, that calls for an exciting call. Yeah. Uh, but I, it does crawl into your head, and then you go, well, I'm just going to tone it down across the board. And I made a call at the end of the World Series in 06 when the Cardinals won and beat Detroit. So it was double for me because I'm from St. Louis. And people in St. Louis, by the way, think I hate the Cardinals. And, I'm <laughs> against them. and my World Series call, the clinching out, was the worst in the history of baseball because it was just so flat. And I wanted to be so neutral, and I wanted to be so down the middle, and it just sucked. But that and, fixed and it all. It, that drove me crazy. <laughs> so I just determined, hey, screw it. I, for the rest of time, however long I'm in there, if a big moment happens, I'm going to yell and scream and, uh, you know, let let the people think I'm quote-unquote rooting for whoever, which is just ridiculous. Do you think the Red Sox, and of course I'm asking you to answer a question that people will hate you for, um, are better enough than the Dodgers that the Dodgers can't do it here? Or do you think the Dodgers have plenty that they could catch up? Oh, yeah, no. The Dodgers have plenty. And I, I think they go back home. We talked to Dave Roberts last night before the game. And he still believes they match up well with Boston, and I do too. I think the problem is the Dodgers last night had 100 home runs sitting on the bench because a left-hander started for Boston. That may change. I mean, I'm wondering if the Dodgers win the next couple of games. You know, they're so worried about matchups, and we've got a lefty going for the other side, so we're going to put our right-handed bats in there. I think eventually you just play the left-handed bats because they're better, more powerful hitters. And and it's not like the right-handed hitters are doing anything anyway. So, you know, whether it's Kike Hernandez, uh, Brian Dozier, these guys are not getting huge hits. So you might as well put the power guys in and, and see if somebody runs into a ball. But like I said, two right, right-handed starters go in the next two days. Uh, I, I think this is the opportunity for the Dodgers to get right back in it, and I believe they will. Do you think that Dave Roberts um, can make those choices by himself, or does he get a lot of input from above? He gets a lot of input from above. And uh, so just know that you know if a move happens and it backfires, uh, that move was determined before the game started and they look at numbers and it's you know it's the new age analytics and the matchups that they want and the defensive positioning you know I, these teams now have and i guarantee you and i'm going to ask dave roberts prior to game three 
they must have a laminating machine in their in their clubhouse. I've never seen. You know, every time a pitching change happens, a bat boy who they should get Usain Bolt to be the bat boy <laughs> because they need to get somebody to sprint out to the outfield to give the new laminated cards to the outfielders to determine where they're going to play based on who's coming up and based on who's pitching. And I, it's just a new way of playing baseball. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know, those numbers don't always take in the human element where, you know, some guy's got to step up and either make a big pitch or get a big hit. doesn't matter what the numbers say. The, the human being has to go pull it off. I always feel like I'm channeling my grandpa when I'm like, ah, analytics are ruining the game. Back in my day, they just <laughs> hey, knew how to coach. I, I feel the same way. And, yeah. and it's, you know, and it's hard for John Smoltz, too. It's it's like, what are we watching? You know, with all the all the positioning and the moving around and, you know, checking those cards. And it's it's just, it's the new craze in baseball. I'm not it is kind of the get off my lawn guy when when you start going down that path but uh i think there's some validity to it because i think again like i said these you can have numbers you can have somebody at mit or harvard or somebody spit all these numbers out but you also have to look at somebody in the eye and say is this guy ready for this moment is this guy overwhelmed by it is is does this guy look like he's locked in in the at bat because the other stuff doesn't matter if the answer to those other questions is no. Is it easier for you to announce a game with all the technology that you have where you say this guy hits the ball over you know second base 37% of the time, you show the graphic, the players move. Does that make it easier on you? Um, not easier. I, I think it, it brings up another line of discussion. You know, I, I think, you know, I sit next to a guy that went to the Hall of Fame as a great starting pitcher and as a great reliever and I think it would drive him nuts to see somebody ground a ball to shortstop and turn around and see nobody there. Um, and, and that's, I think, the unnerving part of all this stuff is you are overloading one side of the infield most of the time. And if somebody would just step up there, stick the bat out in front of the plate and bunt it over the other side, you've got a guy on. And it, I, I, I still don't know why that doesn't happen. I get it. They're, they're thinking that they're going to run into a ball and hit, hit it 400 feet and hit a home run, but at some point, get get a rally started. Add to a rally. I'm not talking about the Dodgers. I'm talking about a lot of teams in baseball. Just And Christian Yelich did it in, in the NLCS against the Dodgers. He said, if you're going to overload one side of the infield, I'll just push it over to the other side and get on base and see if it starts something. I can't believe more guys don't do that. All right, unfortunately, we're running out of time. Um, uh, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Dodger Stadium. And I wanted to ask you, Joe, what are your plans today? Uh, I am literally hanging up, going down to the lobby. I'm still in Boston, getting on a plane, flying to Houston, doing Thursday night football of the Houston Texans uh, and the Miami Dolphins, then flying overnight to L.A. and doing the Dodgers-Red Sox Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Does, does that seem healthy to you? No, not at all. <laughs> Pretty chill. Yeah, Pretty I chill. feel like you need to ask Google. Just be like, hey, Google, why is Fox trying to kill me? <laughs> right. Hey, Google, uh, how many cups of coffee can a human being have before he dies? That, uh, that should be the question. Well, best of luck tonight, Joe, and thank you for talking to us today. We appreciate it every time you come on the Kevin and Bean Show. Absolutely. Anytime. You're the See best. You. Thanks. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. First, uh, Jensen is here. Explain what Get Up On This is. It's very easy. I am on uh, sort of a, uh, a cusp of things that are about to hit mainstream, or I know things that you may have missed over the past few decades, things that I think you should be up on, and it's called Get Up On This. 
Every Halloween, people are looking for a new scary movie to enter their rotation. Right. People, oh, I've seen this one. Uh, there's not a whole lot of new movies that I connect with so much on the horror level. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like the classics, like The Shining and, and such. But here's the thing. Get Up Ons are not always new. Sometimes okay. there are things over the past few years that you may have missed, mm-hmm. and I'm here to introduce you to it. Okay. And this time, it's a 2005 British horror movie written and directed by a guy named Neil Marshall called The Descent. The Descent. Yes. Out of the Room, I think only Chip has seen it. I, yeah, I've seen it. I didn't miss that. Okay. It, it's a movie that follows six women who are basically spelunking in a cave, and based on some bad turns, they are now forced to survive both rugged conditions and possible creatures inside. Mm. And it is terrifying. You won't recognize anyone in the movie, uh, but it is so scary and deserves a second look. A lot of people may have missed it. All you need to know is that Sarah, the film's main character, gets into a car accident, killing her husband and daughter at the beginning of the movie. And on the year anniversary... Good times. Yep, it's a comedy? Not, not a spoiler. <laughs> not a spoiler. Uh, and on the one-year anniversary, her extreme sports-loving friends decide to take her out on a big cave adventure for the weekend. Uh, there's some slight under-the-surface tension between the friends, which you'll learn over the 100 minutes, which I do want to announce is the sweet spot for movies. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I'm saying, don't make a movie if you're thinking above 96 to 105 minutes. Because mm-hmm. those are the hot... That's... I'd, I'd say 75, 80% of movies are two and a half hours. No, I don't want them. It's crazy. Throw it's them long. out. Too, too much long. movie. Uh, and so, basically, they have the sort of normal mourning that she's having about her family, uh, but also the belief that some of her friends weren't really there when she needed them. Oh. That'll play out. But now they've entered a very difficult cave through a narrow passage, and as they enter, it closes behind them. And you have to have this fear of, do they have the right maps? Did they pick the right cave? How are they going to get out? How do caves close? Uh, when they're really small, rocks can can kind of close it up. Oh, why would people go spelunking? Uh, it's a question you will ask 400 question. times ah. throughout the movie. Uh, between the unspoken betrayal amongst the women and the very, very scary creatures they encounter, this movie will have you covering your eyes Love through it. the entire thing. Let's hear a small clip. Sarah, but she saw someone back there. So what? I don't think I saw someone. I saw someone. No, you heard something and you saw what you wanted to see. It's the dark. It plays tricks on people. Wrong question. Yeah. <laughs> What's in the cave? This movie rules. Ooh. It's so good. Uh, small warning, there is a Descent 2. That's not good at all. Don't go for that okay. one? No, no, I'm getting you up off of that. Okay. Uh, Marshall had originally planned for it to be men and women to star in the movie, but then realized there are almost no horror movies with an all-female cast and went with this, and I'm so happy he did. Uh, it's so good. The director and writer has went on to become an Emmy-nominated director of Game of Thrones. You'll understand why when you watch this. It's currently on Prime Video in Apple, and I highly recommend it. Uh, I don't know if you guys have sort of like a hidden secret horror movie, but when people come over during Halloween, this is the one to pop out. All right. It's Okay. So good. And that was my get up on this. Get up, get on 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 up on this. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. I really feel like 
we're about to nail this. We're not going to regret yeah. this at all. Mm-hmm. Am I right? No, no, no. This organic bit deserves <laughs> it. We're now, ready. Jensen, you found this on YouTube. Yes. Right? That's where you brought it to us? Yeah, there were flute fails. And basically, it's people who've never played the recorder. A uh, little plastic recorder. little plastic recorder before. And then they uh, basically play over a song or a small snippet of a jingle. Uh, and it's always awful. Okay, here's an example. I mean, I feel like we should have played a, a worse one because yeah. ours are going to be terrible that compared to that. That wasn't that bad comparatively. All right, here's another one. <laughs> All right. Yep. So we have... Recorders in our hands, and we're going to try it ourselves. Yeah. Okay. And then we're going to post it online or no? Yes? All right. All right. Allie, you're first. Okay, here's the thing. We could all pick a really upbeat, fun song and kill it. Could we? But what about picking something that's emotional and something that really you relate to? Mm -hmm. Like My Heart Will Go On? A lot like that, (laughs) except it's by Adele. Oh. I'd like to do Hello. Okay. I think you nailed it. Right? Sh- sure. For the purposes of this conversation, yeah. you nailed it. I think I felt it was good. I think it was Adele like. Thank you. <laughs> kind of Adele adjacent. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. Jensen, what are you going to do? Uh, well, I went the other way. I think mm-hmm. it's time to celebrate. Okay. Uh, to mark the concert that Ali saw the <gasps> other night. Okay. I've decided to take on Bruno Mars oh. and Mark Ronson with Uptown Funk. Here we go. You are nailing it. He was doing the hot damn parts as well. I'm nervous about what could be photoshopped in this bit. Right. Uh, But that was my uh, my Bruno Mars. Wow. It's my turn. That was gorgeous. As you know, my favorite band of all time, Rage Against the Machine. Don't do this. So I'm going to rock it. Don't do it. On my recorder. Oh, Oh, man. You're going to be in the band. Yeah. 
feel like like I knocked a home run right in the World Series. That's how I feel. Oh, well, I mean. Bases loaded. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody's with me? I think your your future with the recorder might unfortunately <laughs> be the same as the future of the Dodgers right now. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> uh, we're going to give away tickets to LA Comic Con. Yeah, all right. Whew. I mean, so I was rocking lot. it pretty hard. No, no you, were, I mean, you were slaying it. Please. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K-Rock. We have tickets for LA Comic Con. Yep. Jensen, how are we going to give those away? This is very easy. I went on to Amazon, the website you may have heard of, went into reviews of comic book movies, and found ridiculous one-star responses. Oh. So these are pe- people that hate all of the movies that we probably love. Yeah, and are most likely idiot trolls from other countries. But okay. I did find a bunch of great one-star reviews, so this is the game. Lovely theme, huh? He found a way to put poo in it. He sure, sure did. did. Yeah. He does that in everything, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Let's start with uh, Geo. Good morning, Geo in Pomona. Pacoima, sorry. Morning, morning, everybody. Hi, welcome. Hello, Geo. Uh, are you a comic head? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty much a comic head. All right. Good, good. Well, this will help you out. Uh, this is the one-star review. Trash. Not good for kids or teens or young adults. I like Ryan Reynolds, but this character ruined his image. Will take a long time to get the bad taste out of my mind to watch more of his movies. The character is trash and not a good example for youth to be watching. One star. Deadpool. It is Deadpool. Deadpool is correct. One star with you. Nicely done. All right. Hold on, please. Let's go to Brandy and Valencia. Hi, Brandy. Hey, Brandy, you a comic head? Okay. I am. Okay. And I have my 10-year-old son here, and he is too. He okay. is too. He's right. also a comic Let head. Let me just mention something that I forgot at the beginning, which mm-hmm. is that we have five pair. Yes. Uh-huh. So, five Gio already won a pair, yep. and Excellent. now we're going to Brandy. Four and left. can I just mention no something? Uh, yes. Nobody says comic head. Oh, no, it's a pretty hot I've term. I've tried to stop really? him from that. No, it's a pretty, it's a it's a really hot term. Is it? Okay. Yeah, they use it at all the conventions. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here we go. <laughs> I was hopeful this would be exciting, humorous, or action-packed with good dialogue. 
what I found was the action was too loud and the dialogue was too quiet and not especially interesting. This film has a ton of action, but you have to turn away because it's just a bunch of architecture being rearranged to no great effect. <laughs> the best part of this entire film came in the end credits when Thor made an appearance plug in his next adventure. Love Cumberbatch, but this film was not for me. It was nice to see Benjamin Bratt in a small role, role though. Loved him in Law and Order. <laughs> One star! All right, what movie uh, is that? Doctor Strange? It Do is! Doctor Strange is correct. You got the tickets. Thank you for playing. Mm -hmm. Let's go to uh, Manny I, I, uh, from Los Angeles. Hi, Manny. Good morning, guys. Hey, Manny. Uh, quick question. Are you a comic head? No one... Of course. Oh, great. Good to hear. Here's your review. Uh, short and to the point. Can't believe Vin Diesel did a movie where he repeats the three same words all the whole time. <laughs> this is one stupid movie. Hope they don't make a sequel. Avoid it. One star. Guardians of the Galaxy. He's yes. got it. Nicely done. He's you win. It. One star with you. The one with the broom. The little guy that looks like a broom. It's not a broom. Yeah, it's okay. the worst. All right. Broom. Bobby in Pomona. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, hey, what's going on, Bobby? Are you a no. comic head? Quick question. Are no. you a comic head? <laughs> of course I am. Yeah, yeah that's the right answer. Here, Bobby. All right, here we go. I had to watch it twice, and not because it was nice. The first time I watched it, I fell asleep in the middle and woke up when it was about over. When I woke up, I wasn't going to give it a second chance, <laughs> but I did anyway. This time, I was able to stay awake. The second time watching it was better than the first. I wasn't as bored, but the movie felt dragged on and on and on. It was one of the best scenes, though, was with Abby Ryder Fortson and Paul Rudd. Also, the special effects were awesome. I loved how things were small were made big, and then things that were big were made small. You have to see it for yourself. Even though the only thing I truly enjoyed about it were the special effects, if there's a sequel, I'd give it a watch. One star! <laughs> Bobby, your answer. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp? No, it's... Ew. I mean, he Up said Ant-Man. Yeah, Ant-Man goes. He said Ant-Man. That's goes. fine. Yeah, we'll give it to him. That's fine. Right, we'll give it to him. Big, small. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, you're good. He's right. You're going, Bobby. Congratulations. One star All right, let's go to George and Downey. Good morning, George. Hey, what's going on? Party I mean, people? no pressure, but the other four people got him. Yeah, I know. Okay. Well, I hope, you, uh, <laughs> hope you're a comic head, George, are you? Oh, yeah. Oh, good to hear. Uh, this is the worst Marvel movie I've ever seen. I didn't care for Civil War either because it was confusing to kids. Why are the good guys fighting the good guys? Anyhow, this movie, he's not even sexy or cute. I know he's supposed to be a nerd, but come on. The ladies need a nerd that's nice to look at. For some unknown reason, rather than having Gwen or MJ as a love interest, they have a flat character named Liz. Who's Liz? Why? Spider-Man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he got it. <laughs> it's technically yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming, but I'll give it to him. Uh, close enough, yeah. yeah. He did One like to die. Nicely done. Thanks for playing the game. One star with you. Man, I really, really hate you. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Right now, Ellie is here with what's happening. You know how I love lists. Can't get enough of lists. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, that's yes, Bean. Bean. Okay, that's Bean. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, Forbes has released their highest paid TV actors list. The top 10 highest paid TV actors. Okay. Who you got? Actors. Is this, this is gender-based. It is. Thank you for asking. Okay, because I think Sofia Vergara is still very highly paid. Absolutely. No, these are all dudes. Flavor Flay! Just out of the top 10 this what year. What about the kid that plays Manny? 
Well, he's just the Jensen his last ten. season. Yeah. So he's it's not. Um. Know. Okay. Top. Uh, I will say uh, the, the the dad on that show, Modern Family. Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. Yeah. Ed O'Neill came in at number six with fourteen million bucks. Not bad. Not Great. bad at all, Ed. Um, I will move on to uh, from the Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. I will say uh, all of them. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> technically Parsons is top though. Yes. And where is he at? He has topped wow. the list this year. That's for the fourth year in a row, by yeah. the way. He makes about uh, twenty six point five million pre tax income. Oh, not not bad. Right, but after taxes, oh, it's like a couple of hundred bucks. Yeah, absolutely. What are you supposed to do? Yeah. And you are correct with that whole cast because he came in number one. Mm-hmm. Johnny Galecki from The Big Bang Theory came in number two with mm-hmm. twenty five million, and then tied for third with twenty three point five million apiece were Simon Helberg and Kunal Nayar. Yeah. So not bad all right. at all. What about Young Sheldon? Young Sheldon isn't quite there just well, yet. To me, he Hopefully. should be number one. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. If he's on the air for another 20 years, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when he's middle-aged Sheldon, he's going to be rolling the dough. Um, you do have number seven, eight, nine, and ten left. Oh, oh we haven't guessed oh, okay. yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How about it? animated voices? Like no. The Simpsons? No. no. Okay. No. Um, what's another? I mean, I can't, I can't believe Young Sheldon falls out of the top ten. Any of the uh, um, SVUs? No. Criminal well, Minds? No. Hmm. Who else? Oh, is- you know what? Just ah. kidding. Top five is one of those kind of shows. NCIS. Mark Harmon. Whoa. He earned 19 million bucks is from the CBS right? show NCIS. Wow. So my bad. So yeah, we have wow. uh, number seven, eight, nine, ten left. Not Donnie Wahlberg, Blue Bloods? Not Donnie on Blue Bloods. Hmm. You were in the right area, though, before. Oh, I think I got it. Mm-hmm. Is it the guy who plays the young doctor? <laughs> What's his name? Sheldon? Not, not Doogie Howser. Oh, oh Freddie no. Highmore? Yeah, Freddie Highmore. Uh, no. No. Mm. No, it is Freddie not. Highmore should get more money, then. It's a great show. Um, young Sheldon. What are we talking about? Why kids? are you saying Why are you stuck young on Young Sheldon? Sheldon? Because I want it's him to be rich. No. I, want, I want Young Sheldon to be rich. Right, but he's not I, on the list. No, but I want him to buy as many cars as he wants. Okay. I want him to live a Silver Spoons-esque life. Oh, have a train in this house. What other shows have been on for a long time? Those are the well, ones where they're going to make the dough. Maybe one of the guys you already mentioned is on one of those shows. Hmm? 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 Ed O'Neill. Rico Rod. Oh, oh, it's uh, Stone Street? Yep. Okay. Came in at number seven with $13.5 million. And then uh, the other... The other guy, come on, guys, help me out. The other guy who's on Jesse Tyler Ferguson, yes, came in. His partner, you're right, yeah. Thirteen million at number eight, and then Ty Burrell, yeah, number nine with twelve million. Three shows, basically, yeah, exactly. But here's the shocking one: number ten used to be Kevin Spacey. Mm -hmm. He has been ousted. By well, someone well, I did a little not... less work this year. Yeah. yeah, a little bit less, but by someone that I definitely didn't think was making this much money. Young Sheldon. It is not Young Sheldon, for the love of God. I definitely didn't think. It's a show that Kevin loves. Walking Dead. Yep. Well, Rick Grimes, that guy. Nope. Oh, you don't, Daryl, that guy. I mean, she doesn't watch the show. Oh. Andrew Lincoln. Yeah, Andrew Lincoln. Yeah. Yes. Andrew Lincoln. Is he Rick Rhymes? Yes. Yeah. yeah, him. But I yeah. didn't know his name, so. There's some rumors going on. $11 million. Dollars, this is his guys. last, too, right? It is, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. his last. He announced that. For yeah. sure. But $11 million bucks. Yeah. Not bad. 
What are you thinking? Good for them. Why would you leave? Right? <laughs> Kevin Spacey made $48 this year. So I don't know where that falls in the list. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. By the way, if the list had included women, uh, Big Bang Theory's Kaylee Cuoco would have cracked the top five as well because she makes about $26 million a year. Wow. Not Sofia Vergara? Huh. Uh, it just had her on this okay. list. They haven't released the female side of that list, but I guarantee she is up there. Yeah. If not number one. Very close. I should have come back as a really gorgeous actress on Modern Family. <laughs> I mean, that would have helped. It would have been awesome. I mean, mostly for you guys, right? <laughs> right. It would have been cool. So did you guys see the picture of a thief in Blackpool, England? They were looking for this suspect. They had him on camera. And everybody, when they saw the picture, they were like, um, that's Ross from Friends. It looks, <laughs> I mean, it looks it spot does. on. It's crazy how much it looks like him. Well, David Schwimmer now getting into the action. He wound up posting hashtag it wasn't me. Officers, I swear it wasn't me. As you can see, I was in New York to the hardworking Blackpool police. Good luck with the investigation. <laughs> and then he included video of him basically recreating the same scene of him stealing stuff, which was amazing. It looks yeah. It's just like him. So much like him. It's unbelievable. I posted the picture on Wednesday and then put in it, we were on a break, mm -hmm. thinking people would understand that I think it looks like Ross from Friends. Yeah. Right. Every comment was like, oh my God, he actually looks like the guy Ross from Friends. <laughs> hey, do you think that guy looks like David Schwimmer? Do you... <laughs> what, what did people think I meant by we were on a break? I don't know. I assume they were confused. Sound like people who leave one-star Amazon reviews. Right? They might be. They might be, you guys. Jensen, you seem like this type of guy. No. You make people take off their shoes when they enter your house? I don't. No? No, I would, though. It's a good thing to be. Mm-hmm. It's. I don't think it's a bad trait. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? I do not. All right. Well, according to a recent University of Houston study, more than 26% of shoes worn inside the home are contaminated oh. with something called C. diff. That's a bacterium that can cause stomach pain and explosive diarrhea. Oh, yeah. no. Woo! I don't want those two words ever together. Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> um, so they're saying it's obviously very concerning if you have a young child or elderly relative living with you because their immune systems are weaker. So leave the shoes outside? Leave the shoes outside. Okay. And then in pipes infectious disease physician, Dr. Adagila, who says, yeah, even if you remove your shoes, the inside of your home is still covered with germs. So there's probably just as much bacteria on your socks or bare feet as there were on your shoes. So basically, a dick. your whole house is disgusting and yeah. you should just burn it down. Yeah, don't ever blacklight anything in no. your house. Never. Yeah. No, right. but they do say vacuum or clean the carpet at least once per week and air out your home because the air quality is usually worse inside your home than it is outside. Questionable. Why do we have homes? Everything is accessible. Essentially it. I had friends that um, we all went over for a party and they had us take off our shoes and they gave us little booties. Oh, yeah. And I thought, well, that is, that's serious. And they're like, well, we just got our floors done. I'm like, okay, that's fine. You don't want scuff marks on your floor. Right. Uh, a year later, I went back and they gave booties and I was like, you get your floors redone? They're like, no, we never got our floors done. We just really don't want your feet on our floors. They just didn't oh, want to tell you wow. that. Shady. Wow. Right? Was it just you or was it other people it as well? It was other people. Oh, However, I thought they were like, Allie has oh, poo me? shoes. Yeah. Ew, I'm poofy. <laughs> no. Poofy. Gross. Yeah.
But I mean, what's going on in I your life know. that you're like, here's some booties? And what are they doing with the booties after? Maybe that's something selling we them on into. eBay. Like a weird kink, right? Yeah, My real Ali McKay booties. <laughs> I don't think it was mine Warren, in general. K-Rock, Kevin and Bean. I don't think that would go for anything. KTLA. I'm putting them all in search words. Oh well, that's yeah, that might get it. Yeah. I was on WikiFeed for a minute. Anywho, <laughs> some birthdays for you. Nancy Cartwright, she's the voice of Bart Simpson. Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ciara, Craig Robinson, Samantha B, and Katy Perry. Baby, you're a fan. Oh, hey, Katy Perry. You go, girl. R.I.P. that guy, right? <laughs> and that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K Rock KROQ. Time to talk football with RJ Bell. Cause he's RJ Bell. RJ Bell. Yes, he's RJ Bell. RJ Bell. Now, are we skipping over last week and just moving on, or how's that going to work, RJ? Here's what I suggest. Let's, okay. Let's do what I call a thought experiment. I see. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Imagine five years ago, someone started listening to Kevin and Bean, and they said, boy, this RJ sounds smart. I am going to bet $100 on every pick that he made. Right. All right? Now, year one goes by two, three, four, we're in year five. Imagine they have a stack of $100 bills. Right. All right. Maybe it's about, I don't know, 15, 16 inches high, the stack. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, yesterday they had, to, or last week, they had to peel off two and hand it to the bookie. Because you lost happy? two. You lost are, two and you pushed yeah, one. Yeah. Are okay. they happy or are they upset? I mean, I assume that you want me to say they're happy because they're still up. <laughs> yeah, that big stack of hundreds probably makes it, <laughs> it, makes it okay. All right, R.J. Bell, of course. You can follow him on Twitter, at R.J. Bell, and he is the official odds for the uh, AP. What do you got for us this week, R.J.? Yeah, it's uh, actually R.J. Bell, someone else, at R.J. in Vegas. Oh, sorry. No, no worries. Vegas is uh, the key to the brand. Remember that. Gotcha. First pick, big dog, is the Packers. Now, when we say big dog, they're nine-and-a-half-point underdogs to Los Angeles Rams. That's the biggest underdog Aaron Rodgers has ever been in his career and there's only been four other times he's been a dog of six or more points Aaron Rodgers is 4-0 and in those games now Green Bay's off a bye historically very good off a bye and listen Rams are really good no doubt but they have New England Green Bay does next week so if they don't beat the Rams or if they don't beat New England they're going to be below 500 halfway through the season, eight games in. Right. So Green Bay's mode, it's not like, oh, let, let's let this one go. They need to play really hard in this game. And as we mentioned, Rams are mighty good, but they're off three straight road games. And when you play that fourth game at home after three road games, historically, that's a losing situation. Our big dog of the week, Packers plus nine and a half. But yet you keep you keep doubting the Los Angeles Rams, RJ. And I understand you're not betting them to lose, but this would be another week where you say they can't beat them again by that. <laughs> and and no, I'm I, telling you, I'm holding you to it. I agree with you, but here's here's a quick thing. If you actually bet against the number the best team in the league and bet on the worst team in the league the whole season, yeah. you would probably win money because people overreact to how good the best team is mm-hmm. and vice versa. All right, well, let's see. All right, your best bet is San Francisco 49ers at Arizona Cardinals. Okay, so 49ers are pick them. I mean, just pick the winner and we like the 49ers. Now, football fans might remember, you know, a couple weeks ago, 
Arizona actually beat the 49ers in San Francisco. That's true, but Arizona benefited from five extra turnovers, which is a lot of luck in that. Teams that are plus five in turnovers in a given game win over 96% of the time. But the fact was, San Francisco had double the yards in the game. Double. So San Fran outplayed Arizona, but Arizona won the game. So now the public looks at the scoreboard, but the pros are looking and say, wow, San Fran should have won that game. And you add in the extra motivation of having lost the game. San Francisco did they should have won they want to get revenge here you add that up and then there's one more factor neither of these teams are going to make the playoffs right so now it's how good is the coach shanahan an elite coach from san francisco there's a guy named wilkes who's the coach in arizona he's struggling i think that's another edge the coaching edge best bet of the week 49ers pick them. I think I will bet that as well, even though I'm an Arizona Cardinals fan, because they're terrible. Not great. Uh, And your big game this week. Big game, and this is a big one. Saints-Vikings. Now, any NFL fan is going to remember the miracle in Minneapolis where the Saints had that game to go to the NFC Conference Finals, but there was that miracle play. You might remember Minnesota ended up winning. So the basic mainstream media narrative. Now, I know you guys are mainstream media, so I'm not going to judge you. Okay. But that basic narrative is, oh, my gosh, it's revenge time for the Saints. Maybe. But the Saints are in a great spot this season. They've been winning, winning, winning. Minnesota needs this game more, and it's the old spinal tap. You might remember. Does the amp go past 10? (laughs) No. So both teams are max motivated. Also, Saints are off a tough win against the Ravens on the road. Now they're on the road again. That's only happened to the Saints 10 times since 2012. They're 2-8 straight up. So two straight road games, not a good thing for the Saints. Minnesota is playing better. Big game of the week. Vikings pick them at home over the Saints. All right, so your your uh, bets are big dog, Green Bay Packers plus 9.5 over the LA Rams. Best bet, San Francisco at the Arizona Cardinals. And big game is Minnesota Vikings pick them with New Orleans Saints. That's right. Again, you can follow him on Twitter at RJInVegasPregame.com is the website. The podcast is called RJ Bell's Dream Preview, and there's a daily radio show as well, straight out of Vegas with RJ Bell. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Hey, have a good day, guys. Thank Thank you. Bye. The world famous K Rock. What's going on over there, Dave? We've already heard the know. studio. What's happening? You're There's destroying a, a microphone? Mics a mic fell mad. off. It fell off. Okay. It fell off the arm. You should have to hold it like Michael Buffer. Agreed, yeah. <laughs> Just hold on to it the whole time. It's time no. for a brand new internet roundup with a brand new theme. It's the internet roundup. We got it from the ground up. It's the internet roundup. This will get you wound up. Have you ever wanted to see a dog open a door? Yes! Well, you don't have to wait anymore. You missed a couple viral things living on the web. Mm -hmm. So listen, we pulled a couple of clips for you then. These are some memes and songs worth a look that you'll forward to your mother to post on Facebook. (laughs) Mostly the net is a garbage time suck, but here are some clips that we like very much. It's the Internet Roundup. We got it from the ground up. It's the internet roundup. This will get you wound up. All right, we put like, how many do we put up per week, Dave? We put up like 
At least 15, 12, 12 to 15. Yeah, 12 to 15 a week. We only have time to play highlights from some of them. Uh, the first one is a little girl who's just trying to get Alexa to play that Baby Shark song. Oh. She's desperate to hear that song. So cute, though. And Alexa is not playing along with her. Alexa, Baby Chair. Baby Chair. Explicit isn't included with Prime, but is available Alexa. with Amazon Music. Alexa, Baby Chair. Baby Chair. Sure, Baby. Hold back. I say anything on Amazon Music. Alexa! Alexa! Get pissed. Baby Shark! Here's a sample of Baby Shark by Johnny Only. And she starts dancing. It's the cutest thing you've ever seen. Wouldn't it have been better, though, if it was Baby Got Back as one of the examples? Like, if that's what Alexa heard. It's a, I like big butts! Um, Or or if you're Baby Shart. <laughs> uh, this is Billy on the Street, another one of our favorite uh, guys oh, to feature on this. My favorite. Uh, he is uh, with Tiffany Haddish this time. Hey guys, it's Billy, and I'm gay. And I'm Tiffany Haddish, and I'm black. It's a new day in Hollywood where diversity is finally being celebrated. So Tiffany and I have decided we want to do a more diverse remake of the classic Halloween movie, Hocus Pocus. Tiffany and I are going to play two of the three main witches, and we're about to hit the streets to find someone to play the third witch to round out our more diverse cast. Are you ready, Tiffany? She ready! Let's go! Billy on the street! Sir, it's Tiffany Haddish. Hi, how are you? Yeah, we're going to make a, a more inclusive Hocus Pocus. Are you straight and white? Yes. Oh, no. Okay. We need Asian <laughs> witches. Hi. Wouldn't it be a bit? We're, we're redoing Hocus Pocus with Tiffany Haddish. Where are you from? Uh, China. China. I'd love a Chinese witch. Uh, me too. Okay. <laughs> and are you are you straight or gay? I'm a lesbian. Yes! Yes! Chinese lesbian witch! Crazy witch Asian! <laughs> Crazy witch Asian. <laughs> That's a genius. Uh, Honest Trailers does like they do, and they destroy movies that you might love, but every time they give you this kind of review, you sort of agree with what's going on. This time, the movie Halloween. Before you see Halloween, the sequel to the original Halloween, but not Halloween 2, and definitely not this other movie called Halloween 2. Okay, wait, let me start over. Before you see the third Halloween 2, that's right, isn't it? Be sure to revisit (laughs) Halloween, the first one, not the new one, and not the other movie called Halloween. Oh, boy, this franchise is a mess. It's a little confusing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And finally, we have, why do people hate the word? Uh, I wouldn't even watch it. Nope. What's the word, Allie? I'm not saying the word. I, just, I, would, I saw that this was one Why of the ones, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not even going to click on it. It's a universal thing. It is. True. It's true, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, the word is uh, moist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did uh, you hear that? She, did, gagged. Uh, she gagged just for a second. Scientists have discovered that the way it sounds isn't the biggest problem. Moist is part of a phenomenon known as word aversion. It refers to words with an inoffensive meaning, yet when you hear them, like crevice and phlegm, they have the unique power to disgust people. But there's one word we find most disgusting of all. Moist. Moist. Oh! Moist. The opposite of ASMR. Moist. Moist. In 2012, for example, Twitter users voted on the word that should be eliminated from the English language completely. Out of more than a quarter million words in the English language, 
Moist was the clear winner or loser in this case. Allie, I think you missed some of the moist there yeah, in the middle because you took off your headphones. I, as soon as I heard the sound, I'm done. <laughs> what? Done. It's awful. It's so odd, though. I uh, do find it odd because it doesn't do anything to me, but it really does offend a lot of people. It's not a hot word. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, you know, it's not a sexy thing. <laughs> What's that word again? Uh, moist. Oh, got it. Yeah. yeah. It's Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup. You can go to KevinandBean.com. It's the Internet Roundup. This'll get you wound up. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Q. It's time to talk to Adam Carolla. Good morning, Adam. Morning, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, Adam is a guy I've known for a long time, and you can throw out any topic, and he can talk for an hour straight. Which is, yeah. which is why I found it fascinating to go to your Twitter. Because on Twitter, one... Maybe two words. Maybe. He'll just say, true. LOL. <laughs> Tomorrow. One word all the way down in right. his Twitter. Well, he's, he's you know, saving energy. He's conserving. <laughs> Sounds great. Enjoy. It's amazing huh. how few words you use on Twitter. Is it because you're out? Because you talk so much in real life? No. You know this about me, Kevin. I was warehoused at a free range school as a kid and I'm functionally illiterate. Right. I can't type and I can't spell and people, when you misspell a word, like if you spelled here wrong or you gave them the wrong there, they always come back in Twitter shame. They spell shame you and I revert back to a, a shy sixth grader who was standing at the chalkboard and the teacher told me, write boys and girls. It's the P.E. schedule. And I wrote boys, and then I wrote girls, G-U-R-L. Mm. Mm. And everyone started laughing at me. So I tend to do a lot of talking and very little typing. Mm. I'm just the opposite of you in that I write a lot, and I spell a lot of things wrong. And a lot keep of, going. A lot of people make fun of me for that. <laughs> You're fully committed. But I keep going, yes. Uh, Adam, what do you got coming up? You got uh, your Adam Carolla show someplace? Uh, yeah, I think I'm at the Anaheim Grove with uh, Rob Riggle. We're doing a live podcast there. I think it's the 30th of uh, November, but you might have somewhere. Now, when you talk with Rob Riggle, is it about sports? Because he's a huge sports fan. Football guy. He is, but he's just a dude from Kansas. Like, he was a Marine. Right. He was a pilot. He was, I think, the only Marine on Manhattan Island during 9-11. Like, he was stationed on Manhattan when 9-11 hit. Is that right? Yeah, he has a kind of a crazy story, you know? Most uh, comics, their stories go, I smoke a lot of pot, I struggle (laughs) with my sexuality, and I tell jokes at night. Right. Rob Riggle is like, full-blown Marine, like, worked in a John Deere factory. Like, he's a dude and a half. He's like uh, the Mike Rowe of stand-up comedy. <laughs> yeah, he was he was active until, like, two years ago. Doing like, stand-up? No, I'm saying as a oh, Marine. Oh, active as a Marine? <laughs> yes. Two years ago? Yes, he just retired. I did. I never heard of a Marine being posted on Manhattan. He may have been, and, and you can talk to him about it or look it up. It's kind of an interesting story. He may have been like the one guy because I think he may have been working as a recruiter oh, I on see. the island. 
And I, he was like the one Marine on the island when the Twin Towers were struck by those airplanes, if you could imagine wow. that position. It's uh, it's got to be frustrating for Rob Riggle because every time somebody finds out he's he's a Marine, they go, "Really? You're yeah. a Marine, really?" And, and he already puts up with everywhere he goes, people going, "You're that guy. <laughs> right. You're that guy. That guy." <laughs> and people find know, it hard I to think... believe because he's funny and, like you say, he's an average everyday guy. It, they find it hard to believe that he's actually was a Marine. Yeah, I know people have a hard time with with almost everything that didn't happen 10 minutes ago. Like, you know, whenever people say to me, how'd you meet Jimmy Kimmel? And I'd go, I was his boxing instructor. And they go, you? Oh, come <laughs> on. Get out of here. I go, yeah. And then I'd go, I was a carpenter before that. And they'd go, carpenter? Get out of here. They don't believe anything you say. Well, there's a weird thing that if you do comedy, you can do nothing else. Like, if Jeff Ross said, oh, yeah, I used to fight a little MMA, you'd go, get out of here. <laughs> and you'd be right. Yeah. And like, most comedians, most your your Jeff Rosses and your Sarah Silverman, they don't really do anything but comedy. But then there's a whole branch of the military, pardon the pun. That does a bunch of other stuff, but it, once you say you do stand-up, people just tell you to get the hell out of here, <laughs> no matter what you say. That is like the, if I say, Sorry, go ahead. If I go, I drove my son to school this morning, they'll go, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is how we met Adam, is we were having a fight, and Jimmy Kimmel needed a trainer. Mm-hmm. One of us needed, mm-hmm. somebody else needed a trainer, I don't know who, and Adam's like, I can help train. And then he met Jimmy, and he did some training with Jimmy, and then Jimmy goes, hey, you guys should have this guy on. He's pretty funny. And that's how we ended up with Adam Carolla on the show. It's weird you guys didn't go with Jeff Ross. <laughs> yeah, he was an <laughs> he MMA was an guy. MMA. <laughs> yeah. I think that was just an example. Oh. Yeah. Jeff Ross's, Jeff Ross's stand-up game wasn't as strong back then. Ah. Yeah. And Got he, it. He was more of a – you roll with him, but his ground and pound was strong, his grappling was strong, his bluey tie was strong, but his stand-up game wasn't as strong back then. So I ended up getting the job because it was a boxing match. Understand. Got it. And let me ask you a question, Adam, because you've always been funnier than we have. So when we first met you, it was on Jimmy's word that you were funny. When you came into the Kevin and Bean show, what was your first impression about us? I assume. Oh, I've been listening. I've been listening for years. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was a fan, and I really just wanted to see the inside of the studio. Um, so my first impressions of radio is how cheap everything was. Yeah. Like my, my, my first impressions of radio was like, Kevin, you park under the building, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Bean, your car's on the street. Why are you <laughs> parked on the street? It's like, I don't want to pay the 22 bucks a month. <laughs> but you're the morning show. Don't they give you a parking space you know, for $22 a month? They do. And I don't want to pay it. And, <laughs> And Frank Murphy not wanting to give validation tickets to any of the guests who came on the show. Oh, that's so like, funny. We were just talking about Frank Murphy not paying for the bill when they, when you eat dinner with him. The funny thing is you'd have Billy Idol, and he'd be standing in, like, Frank Murphy's office, and he just played an acoustic set in the studio, and he'd be like, I'm parked under the building. And Frank would be like, uh, uh, yeah, well, you're going to have to take care of that. <laughs> like, someone, someone would come in and go, Frank, there's a whole bunch of validations in your desk drawer. Just give it to him. And he'd be like, well, 
Well, I'll give you a one. (laughs) (laughs) I've never met anyone like him before in my entire life. He's the cheapest person that I've ever met. He also thought those were his validations for his parking spot. They did, yeah. His his building. Um, You know, Jimmy said to me, he said, do a character. Call in and do a character. And then he said, you can do it. Kevin and Bean probably won't like it. (laughs) And it'll probably be... It'll probably be the only time you can do it. That's what he said. That was his encouraging words for you? Well, he I think he he, he had tested the waters, and he said, I, I'm not even going to tell Kevin Bean. You just call in Monday morning as, as this character, and they're probably not going to think it's funny. That was it. Wow, that's a, that's a tough room right there. I know, but you guys liked it enough to have me call in the following week. Well, of course, you're you're a boxing trainer that's hilarious. I mean, we've never met anyone like that before in our entire lives. Uh, I don't know that he. I don't know that you knew was the boxing coach the first time around. You don't know that I knew you were the box. Yeah, I do because Jimmy came in and said, "Hey, the guy that's my boxing coach is really funny." Oh, okay. And, well, he, he didn't tell me. He said, "I'm not going to." You are. I don't want him to think you're the boxing coach. Oh, okay. Maybe he was playing both sides, but it worked out for everybody. That's the Jimmy I know. (laughs) (laughs) It worked out for everybody. Adam Carolla, again, is doing the Adam Carolla Show live podcast. It's Friday, November 30th at 8 p.m. at the Grove of Anaheim with Marine Rob Riggle. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can follow Adam Carolla on Twitter at Adam Carolla. He tweets in one-word sentences. And you can buy tickets at AXS.com or AdamCarolla.com as well. Thank you, Adam. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Bye now. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Time for one last look at what's happening with Allie. We've been dropping the ball on Halloween spooks. Yeah, it's oh, a shame, yeah. but it, we and don't I, have it. I feel like... We don't have... Oh, no. Ch- no I had we Chip pull we it. We don't have... I looked no. for it. No, we have No, I had Chip pull it yeah. up. I looked for it for a long time and I couldn't find I it. I feel like with Bean not here, he'd be the one to play it and I know that you you want to play it. I looked. And you looked, so I had Chip double look. Oh, I and see. And look. <gasps> oh, there Here it we is. go. That's all we have. Oh, I wish we, we had more. more. I we wish we more. did because like, I love the whole turn song. Turn up a little bit. Give I it think. a little more. What? There. No, it's they there. keep going. Yeah, they it keep going. I, but I don't think we. Okay. Yeah, I think we have it. See, there it is. Keep doing that. It's, I can't. I'm really? sorry. Really? Yeah, I can't. Kevin, where's well, your did, Halloween spirit? I did so well. Soon. 
I did well. I played it for like a minute. Okay. You're right. Right? You're yeah. right. Okay. Boy, Nothing happier sucks. than Halloween spooks. Right. So good. It is so good. And by so good, you mean horrible. Have you ever been at like Knott's Berry Farm and all of a sudden you hear it just like coming from a tree? No. Oh, oh yeah. They play it there. It's good. It is good. You guys, the 10 episode fifth season of a wonderful show on Comedy Central. The last, the final season has a premiere date. I am talking about Broad City. I, I like that, that show. show. I it's love a it great so show. Much. It is returning on January 24th. And I'm, I'm really bummed. It's the, it's the final one. Yeah. But 10 episodes, I'm okay with that. We have to have those two ladies back in. They're a hoot. They're hilarious. We love them. Abby and Alana. Good people. Yeah, they are great. So I just want to remind everybody, no Powerball winner last night in the drawing. The next drawing will be Saturday night. And as of right now, the jackpot has grown to at least three quarters of a billion dollars. That's $750 million now, up are, for grabs. Are we buying tickets for this one or are we waiting? We have to. We have to. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. have to. And so know. tomorrow... Let's pick our numbers. Mm-hmm. Okay, tomorrow. The official okay, Kevin new, and Bean numbers. Right. New Powerball numbers for tomorrow. By the way, the odds of winning Powerball, better than Mega Millions, which is pretty nice. Uh, it's one in 292.2 million. So that's that's a chance. But here's the right? thing. The guy that won the 1.6 billion had the exact same odds as we do. Absolutely. He does. Yep. Except Absolutely. I had one a little more likely because I had bought two tickets. That is true. That's how odds work. You almost work. had a lock on it. Yes. Nope. Whoa. <laughs> that was jarring. The average American, by the way, spends about $223 per year on lottery tickets. And the state with the biggest taste for playing the odds, Massachusetts. They spend about 763 per year on lottery tickets. Wow. And North- they just want to get the hell out. Well, yeah. yeah. It's That's cold. a lot. It's cold. Yeah, North Dakotans, opposite end of the spectrum, they spend about 44 per year on lottery. And I had a woman that streams from North Dakota. I should have looked it up right before this. I apologize. Um, but she sent me a message and said, yeah, we have other things to do like drink. So yeah. if there's still wine mm. on the planet, that's what we're spending our money on. I hear that. And as we all it. know, Boston, who spends the most on lottery tickets, no drinking mm-hmm. out there. That's correct, yes. Yeah. They're uh, hmm? they're busy. Why, I don't know why that is that's this, a really painful sound right why there. Why is this happening? So you guys, we're coming up on cold and flu season, right? Mm-hmm. People getting sick all around us. Even right now, people are very sick. So you have to share a space with a coworker who's sick. How do you tell them to get out of your space without being rude? Well, etiquette expert William Hansen tells metro.co.uk murder. Just do that. That it's fine to murder someone. Okay, all right, good. But honestly, when I read this, I was like, etiquette expert, ugh, what are they even going to say? Here's what this person says. What you have to remember is that it's bad manners for someone to go somewhere when they are ill and can spread germs. So I wouldn't worry too much about pussyfooting around and offending them. Interesting. Thank you, etiquette expert. You're like, suck it. You're sick. Stop being a D-bag. Beat it, kid. Right. So. Also, just throw pussyfooting into normal conversation. I do love a good pussyfoot. I do. I've said that for years. But yeah, when people show up and they're sick, I get it. People need to work. We need the money. Maybe we don't have childcare at home. Whatever. 
childcare at home? That okay? No, you should be at work. Anyway, what yeah. I'm saying is, don't go to work sick. Just don't. It's so bad. Also, it's not that hard to cover your mouth when you cough. You know what I mean? Right. And, and not to get other people yeah. sick. It's not that hard. It's supposed to go into the elbow. Into yeah. the elbow, which it's really strange because we all, I feel like we all learned that within the last few years. Yeah. What were we doing our whole lives coughing into our hands? Yeah, that seems like we were probably just passing along germs. Yeah, so much more. Very possible, yeah. Yeah. So uh, feel free not to be rude um, to your coworkers. Um, just be... Feel free to be rude. No, just be, like, murderous yeah. instead. <laughs> like, you don't have to worry about them. Just murder them. I don't... Murder. I don't think that's what we're saying. I think that's what we're saying. Okay. You guys. And in case you missed it, Jensen's upset. Mm-hmm. They didn't kill off Manny from Modern Family. Well, still got time. Season's not over. You're oh, a terrible human being for one of very that. odd. Uh-huh. It is very odd. Yeah. Well, we found out in September from co-creator Christopher Lloyd, he told Entertainment Weekly that a significant character on the series was going to die in the show's 10th and likely final season. Well, that, uh, that happened last night. Turn down your radio if you don't want to find out because at the beginning of last night's special Halloween episode... Everyone on the show died. Everyone died in a house explosion. <laughs> it was very... That'd be no. such a great way for that show to end. You're it just watching it. It would be very it. modern funny. family, right? Everyone's like, oh, they're gay and they're married and then these people and these kids and... That would be awful. Big cloud of smoke. You don't feel like that would be met with a good response. And then the credits and then... That is a pretty tune. Well, Claire, played by Julie Bowen, gets an unexpected phone call from her stepfather informing her that her mom has passed away. So Dee Dee Pritchett, played by Shelley Long, is the one that we lose in this season. But we find out at the end of the episode that Dee Dee died peacefully in her sleep. So the next uh, bit of shows, I'm sure, talking about grief and how the family has to deal with that. So, I'm sorry, Jensen. Like, He's the so bad that we have a day. <laughs> He's so cute today. Is, is she from Italy? Yeah. No? For some reason, yes. <laughs> he get the pizza. Somebody died. A man, he's alive. Barely. Good Lord. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And in case you missed it earlier, um, we've been talking all week about how Kevin and Bean hate... Animals in costumes. Don't dress up your dogs. You're evil people. I mean, because your dogs don't like it. Your we, dogs- we care about pets. Yes. yes. You guys care about your Instagram because they look cute. I'm not yeah. denying they don't look yeah. cute. I'm saying they're cute. But how do you feel about... They don't like it. How do you feel about babies? Like babies in pumpkin costumes. Like Ann Ged's photos? Like a baby in a well, peapod? A sh- yeah. I think those are cute, too. I, I think, think they're probably adorable. Probably they don't know. They're fine. Okay. I don't think there's anything cuter than a baby in a pumpkin. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, there's Where a point. Where are we going this. with this? Okay. There's a point. Uh, you have you have backing from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The yes. CDC is urging chicken owners not to dress up their fowl. Hmm. The organization says costume chickens run the risk of infecting people with a potent strain of salmonella. So far, at least 92 people in 29 states have been affected with the strain of multi-drug resistant salmonella after coming into contact with raw chicken products. Hmm. And I know it's it's dumb, but I really had no idea that you could get salmonella from live chickens just walking around. But I didn't yeah. either. You yeah. can. Hmm. Apparently, they're just dirty, dirty birdies. Yeah, they have disgusting dirt talons. 
Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that yes. is a great band name. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, don't dress up your chicken. Yeah. I tried to get people not to dress up their pets this week. I really yeah, fought a valiant battle. But an easy way to and show Kevin. And I got Kevin. slapped down mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Hard an by easy everybody. An easy yeah. way to prove he's wrong is to tweet at him. I don't yeah. think or at, tagging at him on Instagram. We don't the Kevin Ryder. We don't need any of that. Include, How many yeah. pictures do you think you got sent over the last few days? Yeah. So far. At any point though, when you looked at the picture, were you like, "All right, that's pretty cute." I told you at the very beginning, mm-hmm. they're cute. Yeah. yeah. But they don't like it. So I care about the pet, and I would say they don't like it, so don't mm-hmm. put him in a costume. He thinks okay. he cares about the pets more than us. I, I think yeah, I that's do. what he's saying, I and I find that hard and, to believe. And yet I was slapped down by everyone, mm-hmm. and there's no one on my side. So okay. <laughs> I'm just going to give that one up. Good times. Good you guys times, win. Buddy. Yay, we won, <laughs> Jensen. I saw a, da- a dash hound yesterday uh-huh. with a cape on. <laughs> oh, I applauded. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, was it like a specific superhero or just a cape? No, just a cape. Wow. It was great. Yeah. Like Captain Weenie. Yeah. <gasps> I like him. I like it, you guys. We didn't ask Adam Carolla today about um, his hatred of Dodger dogs. Yeah, I didn't want to. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> okay, it's not part probably... of our show. I didn't he could do it on like... his okay. show. Okay. All right. <laughs> I wow. didn't feel like that was necessary. Sorry. No. Sorry for bringing it up. Yeah. Would have liked to maybe get Joe Buck's opinion. I mean, why was I the only one that told Joe Buck to stop hating on the Dodgers? Oh, that was fantastic. Why yeah. was oh, like you why guys could have been hate like the right? Dodgers so much? What's wrong with you, Joe Buck? But instead, he's like that dumb bee. That's what he said. He didn't say that at all. Oh, I heard it. <laughs> Some birthdays for you. The voice of Bart Simpson, Nancy Cartwright. Red Hot Chili Peppers drummer, Chad Smith. Nope. That's under mm. the bridge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't uh, think that's anything. Happy birthday to Ciara, Craig Robinson, Samantha B, and Katy Perry. Hey, Katy Perry. You go, girl. I wonder if Katy Perry has any idea how much we play that and then um, oh, Muggs yelling, walk the moon oh, I doubt at it. Katy Perry. I doubt it. We're on her radar at all. I wonder, wonder if Jonah Hill... <laughs> who we were supposed to have on? Yeah, yeah. today. Next, Jonah Hill. Was it today? today? Jonah uh-huh. Hill, who went on Charlemagne's The Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. and said that they were his favorite show, and then said, "It's not like I go into every radio show like Kevin and Bean and tell them that they're my favorite." <laughs> like, but then we did. We're find the a example clip. of a bad show. But just yeah. so it's out there, we did find an old clip of uh-huh. Jonah Hill coming in here and saying that Kevin and Bean was his favorite show. You're lying. We no, did. It, somebody uh, tweeted that to me, and I was like, "No, sir." I don't even care, just because I thought it was funny. <gasps> so it doesn't matter to me that he said but that. But he so did. He wasn't like he just canceled our radio appearance. He canceled all of them. But right. it would have been very fun to play him that clip. Yes, it would have been. Yeah. Just, no, not going to happen. I'm just still hurt by mm. Jonah. Still hurt. Kevin and Bean. <laughs> when he right? said it was great. But I do love that, you know, people listening to The Breakfast Club were like, there's no such show as right. Kevin and Bean. Someone That's tweeted today. They're in Someone New York. tweeted today and was like, there's a real Kevin and Bean Why show. Why would you say that? <laughs> Makes no sense. That's so good. All right. That's what's happening. Thanks, Allie. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with a commercial free drive home today at 5 p.m. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show, including UFC fighter Derek Lewis. You might know him from... My balls was hot. You might know him from that. He's going to join us in studio. We've got comedian Adam Devine. We've got tickets for the LA Comic Con and more tickets for you for the K Rock Halloween Ball with Incubus tomorrow morning. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.